0: this is cruise radio
1: rewind real reviews from real cruisers welcome to this week's episode of cruise radio rewind a review of msc seaside on a seven night eastern caribbean itinerary little different here because they did bring their two kids with them so they all stayed in the yacht club together and aj and his wife are both legally blind so a different perspective here We haven't talked to AJ in a little while, so I'm happy to have him back on the show this morning. Welcome, buddy.
0: How are you doing today, Doug?
1: Good, man. Thanks for calling in. It's been a little while since we've heard from you. I believe it was like last summer when you did Carnival Glory, switching things up a little bit this year. You're switching cruise lines, switching itineraries. So before we get to MSC Seaside, let's take a step back. Um, What made you want to do this seven-night cruise on MSC? I
0: was seeing the reviews of some people saying it was good, some people saying it was bad, and I was like, i got to check this out for myself just to see what is everyone so worked up about.
1: (laughs) That's funny, worked up. So as far as the price point, when you compare it against your cruise last year, you did on Carnival Glory, how do the prices go up against each other?
0: I got more with the MSC Yacht Club than what I did with the Glory. Okay,
1: and plus you were in the Yacht Club. So for the folks who aren't familiar with the Yacht Club, describe that experience and what that is like.
0: It is basically a ship within a ship and they roll, basically roll out the red carpet VIP treatment from the curve in Port Miami to getting off the ship in Port Miami the next Saturday after the cruise.
1: So they pretty much make you feel like a rock star for seven nights.
0: Yeah, they do a, a great job of just trying to make sure you're taken care of and right from the beginning, right when you hand your bags off to the porter at the terminal all the way through.
1: So you make your way down to Port Miami. How was that embarkation experience?
0: We took a lift from the hotel that Saturday morning, handed our bags to the porter, and since my wife and I are blind, the porter hopped us right to the Yacht Club area. From there, there was a butler right there, and they just double-checked our paperwork and our passports and started the embarkation process right from outside of the port.
1: Very nice. And then from the curb to the ship itself till you were actually in the Yacht Club, about how long was that? It depends on how fast you want to get on the
0: ship because the VIP treatment starts right at the port. So they go through the customs, check your stuff, then they take you up to to the Yacht Club lounge that's at the terminal Mm -hmm. and check you in through there. And right when you do that, they can escort you onto the ship or you can stay in their lounge and have the complimentary champagne or juices for the kids, light appetizers. So you can stay in that lounge until the ship leaves, or you can just get your wristbands for your room and check in and be right on the ship.
1: And you make your way on MSCC side. What did you think of the – like you get to the Yacht Club, which is that whole ship-within-a-ship concept – what did you think of the—I ru- have to ask you this, and um, I hope this doesn't come across weird, but you said you and your wife are blind. Is that, like, legally blind, or you
0: can't see at all, or— I'm considered legally blind, and my wife is totally blind. Okay,
1: gotcha. So as far as, like, accommodations, did you have to book, like, a
0: special room, um, like, a, like an ADA room? I only did the special needs form that mm-hmm. they told me to do when I made the reservation. And then they assigned me to cabin 18024, which was a handicap-accessible room that was in the Yacht Club.
1: Okay. And how was that room as far as the space
0: and the amenities offered? Oh, the space was great. I mean, it was a very huge room. The balcony was huge. We could look out the balcony on basically two sides from the ship if we were just sitting on there. Mm -hmm. I might have to send you the video I took of the balcony.
1: Yeah, I'd love to see that. Um, and as far as, so you had a, like every stateroom comes with a butler? Is that what you were saying?
0: How they explained it to me, every nine rooms has a butler, and assistant butler. Okay. And we were assigned Renee from Madagascar and his assistant Glenda. And they were right there to assist us, met us in the uh, top sail lounge when we first got onto the ship. And was there pretty much to, help us with anything we needed or wanted to do on the ship.
1: When you're in the Yacht Club on Seaside, is everything right there? Like if you wanted to eat at a restaurant, was it right there by your stateroom or was it in a different part of the ship? Because I know on MSC Davina, when I sailed it a few years ago, if you wanted to eat in the Yacht Club restaurant, you actually had to walk to the other side of the ship. So you actually left the Yacht Club itself.
0: I don't It's all there. Um, mm. The top sale lounge is on deck 16. That's where some of the estate rooms are for the Yacht Club, and that's where the concierge desk is.
1: Okay.
0: And then on deck 18, where we were, that's where the rooms were and the restaurant.
1: Staying in the Yacht Club, did you find yourself bouncing up and down, like, you know, going down with the regular people, or did you normally stay at the top in your little secluded ship-within-a-ship area?
0: I don't know, my wife and I, when the kids went and did did the shows, the kids went to the kids' club. We pretty much explored the ship as much as we wanted to.
1: Let's talk about dining on MSC Seaside. And we'll start, since you were in the Yacht Club, we'll start up there. How was the restaurant within the Yacht Club?
0: It was great. They elevated their meals to the point of it was veal or that Spanish pork that people rave about that's in Spain to lamb chops prime rib, a bunch of fresh seafood dishes.
1: And then if you were to go down and, or maybe it was up, I'm not sure, but like in the buffet area, how was the buffet food on the ship? My kids
0: raved about it because that's Mm -hmm. where they ate most nights because in the kids' club, they're able to eat dinner through the kids' club.
1: We both know that MSC has had a lot of strikes and criticism over the years for their food on board, I haven't sailed MSC since 2013, so I can't really speak on it, but since you just came off the ship, where were your thoughts of the quality of food served?
0: The food that we were served, I thought, was much better than Carnival, mm-hmm. and everything was fresh, delicious. Even their pool area where their bar and grill is, where we had lunches most of the day. That's basically the Yacht Club's buffet area is. They were making fresh pasta made-to-order, uh, they was always making fresh hamburgers and fries, or one day they were grilling shrimp and lobster and mahi-mahi. So they really made sure that if you were in the Yacht Club experience, you were getting your money's worth at, an, at every turn, even with their drinks. Mm-hmm. I know some people talk about the price of drink packages and not having it. All of that is included, and it was the top-end liquors so that was included. They They just... Oh, you want that? You want rum and coke? Okay, here's your rum and coke. But it wasn't just like a Wells yeah. generic rum. It was a more high-end rum.
1: I know how MSC does this status match program. Did you have any kind of status on Carnival to get you a higher level of loyalty on MSC?
0: No, but they also do it with hotels. So okay. we had um, some loyalty with uh, IHG, which is a holiday in-chain. Mm-hmm. So we matched into their silver program.
1: Oh, cool. And then as far as that, um, like going in, in their silver program, what did you get com- that other people like who weren't in the silver program would not get?
0: We had a welcome back cocktail, which was for all of the higher status people. Mm-hmm. One night, which was with the captain and all of the uh, chief officers of the ship. And there was a fruit basket that was put into the stateroom which our butler, since we had the kids, basically refilled it about every other day for us. Hmm. And just some other odds and ends, a bottle of champagne.
1: Nice. With this sailing, did you do any like specialty restaurants at all outside of yacht Club restaurant and the buffet?
0: No, we actually didn't. None of it really sounded interesting to my wife because she's like, the food we're getting now is good enough for me. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay. They
1: served you breakfast, lunch, and dinner up there?
0: With the breakfast, you basically they had hours for the top sail lounge, which if you wanted a quick muffin or danish and juice and coffee, you got that in the top sail lounge. If you wanted a sit-down order breakfast, which they pretty make, make anything you want, pancakes, waffles, omelets, whatever way you want them, and then the buffet up on Deck 19 where the pool is, was pretty much cook to order what you would want to sit down and eat. Is the Yacht Club in the front of the ship? Yeah, it's the very front part of the ship for dock, deck 16 through 19. Gotcha.
1: Very good. Let's talk about the entertainment on MSC side. What did you think of it?
0: I think their comedy show is very interesting. They call it Beer Prov. So it's for individuals that are from Canada, and they have the family-friendly show, And then they have the adult-only show, but it's basically they're mixing beer with improv comedy. So they're Uh getting their topics from the audience while enjoying some beer. So it can be quite interesting.
1: (laughs) That would be a fun job, actually, now that I think about it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. How cool
1: would that be? Uh, As far as music around the ship, what did you think?
0: It was all over, Uh and it was different types of music and they would spread it out so you'd see some of them, and then it might move to the Haven Lounge. But it was a good variety, and it wasn't always the same few songs.
1: Do you find that the entertainment and the music on board is catering more towards the North American audience these days?
0: For the crews we went on, it seemed to be. Mm -hmm. But they still had the one entertainment show was an opera, and they still had the classical violins and... sure pianos and all that stuff, but they've just moved it around. So even if you were shopping in one deck, you move over a little bit to the ship and then there'd be one type of music and then you go somewhere else and it's another kind of music.
1: As far as the cigarette smoke in and around the casino, was that an issue at all?
0: It just depended upon if we were at sea or if there was other things going on because sometimes when you'd cut through... Um, the casino, which is deck seven, mm-hmm. if you want to come to the theater, that's the front, and then the casino's in the middle, and then the rest of the ship is behind the casino. So there'd be times when you have to cut through the casino, it'd be bad, and other times it wouldn't be.
1: Yeah. Okay. And as far as crowds and congestion on sea days, what were your thoughts on that?
0: I really didn't see it. I mean, most of that time when we did have sea days, we were in the Yacht Club area, and they do put up more chairs around their pool and seating around their pool than you would normally find in around the main pool. Mm -hmm. But there was a lot of outdoor seating, even when we were walking around with our butler or another staff member. You could always find somewhere to sit.
1: Did the kids do any of the, like, the zip lining or the water slides or anything?
0: My son... And I did all of the water slides. They were great. They had the one water slide that was of the tube.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And then there was one that hang out from the side of the ship. Again, I thought they were better than Carnival Glory, but the Glory is older than the seaside.
1: As far as other things around the ship on the sea day, say you were trying to, like, use the water slide. I mean, how was the congestion around the water slide? Were there long, like, water park-type lines there, or was it just kind of get up, slide, and get off?
0: The last sea day... Because we ended up starting with two, but we ended up with three. But we'll talk, probably talk about that a little bit later. The last C-Day, when everyone f- found out about the water slide that was congested, but by then everyone had their wristbands to go on the water slide. So, Do you need a wristband to use the water slide? Yeah, they make you sign a waiver for any of the uh, like water slides, zip line, any of that. So if you sign the waiver, that you they give you a little wristband. So the lifeguards that were at the top of the zip line or the water slides knew that you were you signed the waiver and everything.
1: That's just for safety reasons.
0: Yeah, they were explaining to us as more the safety reasons for that. If
1: you were to use a zip line, is that an extra fee?
0: Yes, it was, and they had packages throughout the cruise where you could pay one price and go as many times as you wanted to per day or just one time fee. Mm-hmm. We just looked into it, and we didn't decide on doing it.
1: So it sounds like you had more than just one C-Day on this cruise. Um, what kind of—did you have something happen with your itinerary because of your ports of call?
0: Yeah, we first port of call was San Juan, Puerto Rico, and that was towards the uh, middle or towards the end of the protesting in San Juan. Mm-hmm. So when we were checking in into the Yacht Club, they informed us that they were going to skip San Juan and just make it a C-Day. Okay. So we just went with the flow and just went with it and made the best out of it.
1: And then, so San Juan was a C-Day. Where did you go next?
0: St. Martin. What did you do there? My wife actually made friends with the shopping consultant, which is actually a married couple, Mm -hmm. Megan and uh, Cosman, and they actually assisted us on doing some of the shopping around the port area and then made sure we got back onto the ship. Did you buy anything? Oh, yes. The wife found a lot of stuff she <laughs> wasn't interested in, so.
1: Nice. So there was St. Martin, and then what was the next port of call? St. Thomas. And how was that?
0: That was great. We actually booked an excursion through the uh, cruise line to the seaside, and they had an accessible tour of St. Thomas and going all the way up to Mountaintop.
1: That's a yeah, cool— we did
0: took you, advantage of that.
1: Did you get to drink one of those banana daiquiris at the top there?
0: We did, and I posted the pictures on Tommy's Facebook group, Always Be Booked.
1: Yeah, I'll have to, uh, I'm sure he appreciates that shout out there. I'll have to uh, take a look at those and see if I can find them on the uh, Always Be Booked Facebook group. Um, Very good. Well, so was St. Thomas your last port of call?
0: No, we actually went to Nassau, and that was our last port of call. We did a glass-bottom boat tour with the kids, and they really seemed to enjoy that, and the captain of that tour made sure they could see the fish on the bottom of the glass bottom part of the ship and actually gave them some bread to feed the fish when we were done with the glass bottom part of the, that little excursion. And then, of course, the West did more shopping in Nepal.
1: <laughs> awesome. So it sounds like you. I mean, as far as the you know missing San Juan, but I mean that was a lot of cruise ships missed San Juan because of the political unrest happening there last uh, last month. How was the attitude on board with everyone
0: missing San Juan? Were they cool about it? Yeah, I was. Everyone just seemed to take it in stride. They did the usual refunds for, for not stopping in
1: mm-hmm. in
0: port, and that was all they did. And they mentioned it when people checked in, and there was really no one complaining about missing San Juan. They just took it in stride, made it another sea day, had activities planned, and everyone seemed to enjoy themselves around the ship.
1: Very good. So when it came time for disembarkation, with you staying up there, were you able to get priority disembarkation?
0: They pretty much made it, if you're the type of person that wanted to get off right at 730, you could do that. You had that priority ability to do that, since we had the later flight, leaving Miami, They allowed us to stay on board until 9.30, and we just had breakfast in the Yacht Club restaurant and then hung out in the Top sail Lounge until 9.30. The only thing they asked us was to be out of the rooms by 7.30, but we could stay on the ship until 9.30.
1: Do you have any first-time tips to offer anyone who might be considering sailing MSC or MSC Seaside?
0: If you're looking at MSC or particularly the Seaside, look at it, compare it to, if you are stand in the balcony, really look at the Yacht Club. If not the Yacht Club, the Aria experience, which gives you, both of them give you access to the thermal suites and the spas. And I think right now the Aria experience, you get two free massages included. Mm. You know, alcohol beverages are included. Just compare it apples to apples and that's what I did with the Glory, seeing how much I spent afterwards, those hidden expenses mm-hmm. compared to Calling MSC and asking them what's the cost of the yacht club, and they saying, Oh, it's this price. And looking at the numbers, we pretty much got a lot more for our money in the yacht club on MSC than we did with Carnival.
1: Interesting. Looking back here, what were the biggest highlights of your cruise? It was really,
0: really hard to say that. I mean, for me, going to St. Thomas and Mountaintop because I was like the second time I'd been in St. Thomas and I really wanted to experience that because I've heard you and other people just talk about mountaintop and all of that experience. And I'm like, I really got to try to do this again and make full advantage of it. Yeah. Very but, nice. You know, the, even the entertainment on board, the Haven Lounge in the evening, they had some activities where that's where they had the trivia and other dance lessons and other things that made it entertaining. Their new cruise director really, Is trying to get more entertainment going on than one thing at one time.
1: That's always good when you have multiple options like that. Do you think you'll sail MSC again?
0: We're already planning on doing the MSC Seaside Yacht Club for uh, next year, the week of July 4th. Okay. So it'll it'll be the Western Caribbean this time.
1: All right. So you are... Set to go on MSC again. So you were, um, you were impressed by, we talked about the food and how it kind of got dinged there, but we didn't talk about the service, which is another area that they, t- they tend to get dinged in. What was your impressions of the service, not just in the dining room, but around the whole ship?
0: Around the ship that I've noticed, but with the Yacht Club, we had Trish and Ava, which are the concierge ladies, that helped us plan things at the spa, the excursions. They were great. We had, like I said, Renee and Glenda who helped us get around. They were great. We actually made some friends with some of the servers in the Haven Lounge. They were mm-hmm. great. Everyone that worked for MSC was great. I mean, the, the youth counselors from my kids, because my kids really enjoyed Do Re Mi. Mm-hmm. They were great. I mean, they went out of their ways to help my daughter and son have an enjoyable time and they had dance parties around the whole ship at different times of the day and night for the kids to do other things on the ship than other than staying in the kids' area.
1: You know, when the kids are happy, it seems like the whole family's happy, right? Oh, yes. <laughs> well, AJ, final thoughts here of MSC Seaside. I thought
0: it's a great modern ship. The experience, the customer service we saw on it was wonderful. We couldn't ask for any more. They made sure we could. We were taken care of, and everyone that we saw around the ship was having a good time, and we didn't hear anyone complain about any of the other issues that people have had in the past with them.
1: AJ, it's always good talking to you, my friend.
0: Yes, yeah, thank you again, Doug.
1: Just a reminder, if you have a ship review you'd like to share with me, drop me an email, doug at cruiseradio.net, or if you have a request for a ship you're sailing and you can't find it in the library shoot me an email. We'll try to get it uh, bumped up in the queue for you. All right. So with that said, we'll talk to you on Thursday. Thanks for being here. Take care.